All right, so we're back here once again on another Couch Coach Live. We're here under the lights here on another Wednesday night edition of Couch Coach Live on the couch. Man, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. we got our guest. What's going on, JB? Not much. Uh, Wednesday night for you guys, Thursday morning for me, as you can see from the background. Nice sunny day. It's getting hot out here. It feels like summer already here. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. What's going on, Maui? I'm good. How you doing, Coach? Hey, hey JB. Yeah, appreciate you coming on the show. I ain't seen you in a while. You would come on this episode. Uh, that's okay though. That's okay. Because I, I keep forgetting. Because I keep forgetting to hit him, hit him up, man. Like I'm, yeah. I'm in, a, I'm in a different world right now, man. I get it. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a shout out to your boy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make fun of him. There's another one I might make fun of, but your boy, your boy is safe today. He, he's absolved of any, of any wrongdoing from what happened to them. I'm so hurt and so yeah, emotionally yeah. attached, but it's okay. I'm gonna get through the show. What's up, okay. coach? Yeah, man. Yeah, we, yeah. We got a great show lined up for you. So uh, we'll talk about actually the, the Celtics um, coming back from dead and actually um, winning last night in Game Four of the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, we'll put a bow in the West Conference Finals. We'll uh, get the perspective of you know what's next for the what's next for the LA Lakers going forward. And looking forward to what Denver uh, Nuggets are going to do in the NBA Finals. We'll talk, touch that on that as well. Um, then, you know, we got to talk about two Syracuse legends. Uh, we'll talk about the retirement of Carmelo Anthony. And also, as we end the show, we will um, give our thoughts on the late uh, Jim Brown, um, another Syracuse legend, and in his right as well. So, man, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. So what we'll do, we're going to keep that intro, and we'll be right back. Back here on Couch Coach Live, we're here. So before we get the show started, gotta give a huge shout out to the good folks at Goalie. Head over to Goalie. Use promo code Couch Coach at checkout to get ten percent at checkout. So, fellas, we gotta talk about. You know, we we thought you know we thought pretty much that's definitely last week. You know, going into here, we're like, well, are we even gonna have games next week? Because mm-hmm. just how we looked at how things were going last week. So. We do have a game five in the Eastern Conference Finals, surprisingly, which will be tomorrow, um, where you have the Boston Celtics um, won last night in game four of the series, 116-99. Jason Tatum, 13 points. Um, Jalen Brown, 17 for the victors. And then also in defeat, you had Jimmy Butler scoring 29. Gabe Vincent had poured in 17. And Max Struess. With nine, so JB, your thoughts on Game Four of the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, just your overall thoughts from what happened last night. 
Um, yeah, um, I thought Boston actually like showed some resolve last night for the first time in the series. You know, every time they had been hit with adversity in the series, they had pretty much folded. Like you saw what happened in game one for them to give up. How many points did they give up in that third quarter in game one? Like they got outscored something like 46 to 28. So then you look at what happened um, at the end of game two. I mean, like you're up by nine points and Grant Williams like ignited Jimmy Williams in game three. That game was over within the first 10 minutes of the game. You kind of sort of knew it, but they, they showed some resolve. Um, I think that they may have actually turned this into a series. Now we can maybe get into that a bit later, but um, I thought that Tatum finally had his first really good game in the series. I mean, he hadn't had a field, he hadn't made a field goal the first three uh, games in the fourth quarter. And I think the key with Boston is this man: if Al Horford is hitting his shots, he kind of he kind of unlocks something within their offense and you know like he was making his threes last night so i mean he had had a pretty lousy series so far but uh yeah they showed resolve i mean let's just be fair though man like they shouldn't be down three one i think at worst this series should be two two but Mm -hmm. you know when you can't close out games this is what happens and jimmy jimmy's on a different level in these playoffs man i've been very impressed with him i know he didn't play great last night, but I mean, still nine for 21, 29, and he had like nine rebounds, nine or 10 rebounds. So, I mean, Jimmy is, has been on a different level. He's been the best player in the series so far. Yeah, sure. Mel, your thoughts? I agree with everything. Um, hold on. I agree with everything that JB is saying. And I felt like, you know, Hartford, if he's knocking down, if he can give you 12, 15, there's a good chance. Cause you gotta have a third score, like like Brown, like I mean Tatum had thirty three, Brown had seventeen, and you know even if Brown got like twenty something, I think Tatum and Brown actually to me need to get like twenty three, twenty five points a game. One of them is gonna outshine each other. But I think when I was I was watching the game, it was still kind of close until like in the fourth quarter when he sat down Butler for like I think like four or five minutes, and they was able to just pull away. You know what I mean? I think it was like maybe like eight or seven minutes still left in the, in the fourth quarter. And you could just see like the momentum had had gone. You know what I mean? Um, I feel, well, you know, bottom line, Boston is really supposed to be the better team. You know what yeah. I mean? I think, you know, no offense. I like Jimmy Jimmy Butler, but I think he also sells, he, he, um, he sells illusions. You know what I mean? If you can get through those illusions and realize – it's just Jimmy Butler and it's a couple of role players that, you know what I'm saying? That if yeah. you can somehow lock them down, then it's just Jimmy Butler. You know what I mean? I mean, Kevin Love is there, what he got, which I think he got six points, but he only played 12 minutes. But, you know, I think he should easily give you 11, 11 points or something. Kyle Lowry only had, he played 28 minutes, five points. You know what I mean? Like, regardless to me, you know, I think he, Kyle Lowry should at least give you, what, 10, you know? But that's really my take. I agree with everything um, JB saying. It should be two-two, or it should be three-two, because really Boston is really supposed to be the better team. If you could just yeah. fight through those illusions, that fire, all that, all that um, energy that he has, then you must around to beat the team. Like it's really just Jimmy Butler there. Yeah, and I think, like you said, and and if that can go, like you said the. Game three, you can really just toss out the waste and know mm-hmm. that game was done from the start. I told, I told, and I put when I, when 
Jason Tatum wore that all white outfit. I was like, that's doom. Some some made me feel like that was gonna be doom, but that's besides the point. Uh, I think in the thing about last night, it was weird because you look at even in that game three where the Heat three point shooting was was on target. I mean, you Man. think about it last night. They were, you know, they were eight for thirty-two, right. with you know, twenty twenty-five percent from three. Right. That's kind of an interesting night for this team. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I agree with JB as far as like it could be a series, but it's kind of conflicted too because a part of me thinks, okay, this Boston Celtics team is under five hundred at home. Yeah, which is weird, years. right? Yeah. Which Extremely is very weird. bizarre, right? Because you, bizarre. when you think about, you know, when we think about a team that. Is, could be on the verge of going to a NBA Finals, just a, a contending team in, in 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 the NBA, just point blank period. Not even where they at this round, but like you said, because a part of you, you think to yourself, yes, in your mind, mm-hmm. they go back home tomorrow. They they you know they can go back to Miami in Game Six potentially if they if they win tomorrow night. It it could be a series, but I'm just really curious. How they gonna respond back at home, and I think that's gonna be one of the biggest things. And can, um, and like you said, to your point, Mal, as far as the Jimmy Butler role players, but the good thing about those role players, they play their role effectively. Right. And that's right. the thing that that's right. kind of where you're right. They are the better team, but when we talk about role players, like you talk about like guys like Al Horford, you talk about other guys that you mm-hmm. know that has mentioned in this. They haven't they haven't played their role effectively, so that's right. the, that's really the difference in, in this series. Like you said, on paper, oh for sure, this shouldn't even it should have been the other way around if you look at it from from a, on paper perspective. But and even you just look at now, like JB said, like Tatum pretty much had his best game of this series, mm-hmm. and like you said, if, if he is on this type of if he can you know can muster up this this type of performance in next three these next three games potentially. If they, you know, if they, um, you know, if they can can make it to a game seven, if possible, right? Then yeah, he's gonna have those type of games, like you said. It should when you got two, you know, two guys like Tatum and Brown, mm-hmm. you know, you, you gotta take care of business, and then yeah. that's and then also too with Missoula as well, you know, and I, like you said, and and their resolve as well, because I definitely thought this it was over. I definitely thought we'd be coming in the day talking about you know the Celtics getting swept. Yeah. Um, and I also want to throw out Marcus Smart because I thought Marcus Smart played a pretty good game. He was making his open shots, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, mm-hmm. I thought they were a bit more patient. Like um, for me in game three, the thing that was weird about game three was just like I felt like once Miami got up on them, they panicked. They were taking like a lot of early shots. They were forcing stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. yesterday, I thought that they passed a little too much, but they were passing, which yeah. you know unlocks their offense. And um, the reason why um, I think that this becomes a series now is I think what happened to Gabe Vincent last night is huge. Him spraining yeah. his ankle because yeah. what Gabe, yeah. what Gabe Vincent has allowed, like Kyle Lowry is older now, so what Gabe Vincent has allowed, you're bringing Kyle Lowry off the bench. So instead of playing Kyle Lowry like. 35, 36 minutes, you're only playing Kyle Lowry between 25 to 28 minutes. Right. And get, and you know, like um the other thing I wanted to throw out, because I, I thought this was an interesting point. I was talking to one of my friends about this. Um, and we were saying that people made a lot about the Tyler Tyler Hero injury early in the right. playoffs. I think Tyler Hero getting hurt actually helped them from right. the standpoint Tyler Hero is a good scorer, but he's a horrible defender. defender now, yeah. when you look at when you look at their starting five, there is no weakness on defense, and probably the worst defender that they're giving minutes to is probably Duncan Robinson. But 
Duncan Robinson is coming off the bench and he's going against the other team's second unit. So I think the Tyler Hero injury, many people said that like when he broke his hand at the end of the game, one against Milwaukee, oh, they're done. But I think it's actually helped them. I mean, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, um, I know these guys were undrafted, but they're pretty yeah. tough players. And yeah. like you, like Maui said, they played a role and their right. role is playing D and open and hitting right. um, open jumpers, which they've been doing very effectively. Like Martin got 16 points, and Vincent got 17. Mm-hmm. Role players, and um, and that's what you want from your role players. You ain't got to give me 25 or 20. Like just yeah. just stay there, 17. And so, so, like once we move on to the other team, like that's an issue with me. You know what I mean? When you yeah. have a, how you make you a journey, you're a role player, you're a journeyman most likely. When you have an opportunity to get in the playoffs and then be in the Eastern Conference Finals or anything like that. Man, you gotta play your best game because you may never be there again. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. You know and, I mean? and it's and it's funny to your point, JB, where because I remember when he hurt his hand, mm-hmm. and remember that was the same game that Giannis got hurt. And remember how people were saying the talent hit, hero injury was gonna be more catastrophic for my Miami than Giannis did. And I'm you know it's crazy to think that we did we somebody literally said that a month ago. Right. Yeah. It, just, it, it just it trips me out, like as far as how the that narrative was really, you know, sp- you know, that narrative was was you know was placed yeah. with that. And I'm like, yeah, man, but it's funny how 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 things happen in in these NBA streets. Well, and Duncan Robinson, he didn't get hurt, did he? Because he only played 11 minutes and got two points. And I think Game Whoa. Three, like he was lighting them up, right? Yeah, so I think the issue with Duncan Robinson is I think if he's not hitting his shots, I think right. that he's such a defensive liability. You can't keep him out right. on the floor because, you know, teams hunt him. They hunt him. They put him in a lot of pick-and-roll action. Right. So, I mean, like right. – and, you know, I think that if you're not a good defender, if you're – and I think when we get to the Lakers, we can talk about D'Angelo Russell. I think that his value, if he's not making shots, I, you can't play him. And I think that Darvin should have – you know, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah, please. And yeah, we actually will allude to that now. We that's Pace a smooth transition. So obviously, um, you know, we talked about um the you know the Western Conference uh finals. So we pretty much could put a boat on the West Conference finals where Denver did sweep the Lakers uh four zero. Um so first, you know, and I know Mike Malone might be pissed at us, but Mike, hey, this is just how we gotta roll first. So first we gotta talk about uh, what's next for this Lakers team? And Mike Malone, I promise we're going to talk about the Nuggets. I promise. I know everything that comes with them, I know Mike Malone's going to bitch and complain that everybody's talking about the Lakers before the Nuggets. But we're going we gonna <laughs> to give us a sec, Coach Malone. But, yeah, so um, pretty much um, just want to get, get the guys' thoughts on what's next for the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to go with you first. Uh, JB, your thoughts. Well, I mean, I think that if you're a Lakers fan or if you're in a Lakers front office, I mean, I don't think that there's really any point in you being extremely disappointed at this outcome. I think that you look at what the Lakers went through this year, you know, going from 13th, like in the beginning of February to like making the conference finals, that was a, a very big jump. Um, but I do think that there are still some issues with this roster. Um, I think that um, – they're still not a very good shooting team. I, I think that that was something that came up. Now, they made enough shots against Golden State, but like they're still not a very good shooting team. And I think also, if LeBron is not creating for other people, you know, you saw game four. LeBron had this unbelievable um, first half in game four. And it's like, turn 
back the clock, man. This guy looks awesome. But, you know, at some point, like, I saw earlier Dark where I was like, this man is exhausted. Like, if he's not creating, they're just going to get back into this game. And I think that L.A. needs to kind of retool their roster. I think that they need to have they need to add a few more people who can create their own shot and can create for other people because LeBron just can't do it. I mean, um, they were asking him to do way too much in the series. I mean, like, the man is 38 years old. Um, and they were getting him to, to guard Jokic, too. Um, and I think one of the bigger disappointments in the series, and I don't think he played horribly, but just Anthony Davis's inability to string back-to-back games together. I mean, you know, at this point, let's just be real, with, with LeBron being 38, AD has to be the best player on the team every night or most nights. He's got to be the best player on the team. And he, he had a disappearing act. Like, I mean, game two, what was he like? Four for like 16 or, or something like that. I don't I don't know. And then I, probably the, right. the closeout game, he was six for 15. And, you know, I thought that just the way the AD was attacking Joker was wrong. Like, I feel like, I think, let's just be real. Jokic is not a good defender, but he's better than what he was three, four years ago. He's gotten better. And I think one of your advantages if you're AD or Giannis against Jokic is that you're quicker than he is. So instead of trying to back him down, you have to face him up and you have to blow by him first up. I think that's your best way to attack Jokic. I saw too many times Anthony Davis catching the ball with his back to the basket. And Joker is strong, man. You're not moving that man. And you're actually playing into his hands if you're going to try to play offense with him that way. So um, Lakers had a good year, man. They had a good run, man. They, for you to be the number seven seed and for you to make the conference finals, that's 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 a good year. But they have some issues with the roster. Are they going to be able to sign back Austin Reeves? Um, I would say that you definitely signed back Rui Hachimura, and I think that you have to let D'Angelo Russell walk. I mean, he was one of the more disappointing people in the series. I mean, like, um, the Nuggets were hunting him, and he couldn't he couldn't buy a shot. So those are just my thoughts of the conference files. I'll, uh, I'll yield to uh, Maui. Are you picking on me, JB? I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do a skid and all that, but it's a serious conversation. It was 2-10, and... 10, and yeah. To be there, I watched every game. Um, I wanted to say I felt like um, Darvin Ham reminded me of Jason Kidd last year. Where Jason Kidd, where we're sitting here saying, man, Luca's messing up. Put Dinwiddie in the game. We were saying certain things to do, and he would just sit there, and he really wouldn't. He just let he just let the game go. I think they was playing the Warriors last year, right? When they playing the words and the words, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah, was yeah, like it was like he was just sitting there, like he didn't really know what to do. And I'm, you know, no disrespect to Darvin Ham, but I'm sitting there like, man, you know, put when you know Winder Gable will put you, if you got Tristan, put him in. Like it's it's certain things. Like for instance, the last play, LeBron, Rui gave one of the worst picks I've ever seen, because you know what I'm saying. He didn't stiffen up to give LeBron enough space where. LeBron could lay it up or he could just drop it to him. You know what I mean? He just he he kind of swift and moved a little bit too fast, where it was easy for Gordon and um Murray to come at him. You know what I mean? And I was just like, you know, and you know, it's nitpicking and it's the floor of the game, but I mean, by the first off, A D ought to be ashamed of himself because he is a shell of what he used to be. Like it, it's it's like you see dominance through the whole year and times, and then all of a sudden, okay, 
And then somebody said, well, that's how he was in Kentucky. Like, I think the championship game, he got blocks and rebounds. He really didn't score anything. I think he got like 15 or 17 points or something like that. Yeah. Well, one thing I think the problem is with AD is he don't want to play the five. He went on Jimmy Kimmel and said, I don't want to play the five. So why are you having him play the five? You could do it every once in a while. That's why they started off with like three guards and a center. And you know what I'm saying? They got blown out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that worked against Miami in the um in the elimination game in the bubble. But man, no, like when you look at the stats, nobody, they're like all right there. Like it's everything is so close. You know what I mean? And it's just that look, it's 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 really disappointing, but it's not. Because one of the reasons LeBron was there is that you got to understand there's a whole generation, two generations, that really don't know how what the Lakers really are to sports. You know what I mean? And if you pay attention to these men, there's been documentaries, there's been shows that show the history because everybody thinks Golden State is the Lakers. And that's just the truth. So it really, I think now they're finally on a path where they can move forward. You know what I mean? I don't know necessarily what they want to do, but for me, to be honest with you, I want him to retire. But um, yeah, I, I think, like you said, almost Jay's point. Where I mean, this Lakers team, even even you know, do we even think they were going to make it to the Western Conference Finals? Even being in the play-in, mm-hmm. no. I think even when Kendrick Perkins said, you know, after the trade deadline, that this team they had enough pieces to make the Western Conference Finals. We all laughed. We thought that was the most dumbest take on earth. I didn't. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I know. America. Right. <laughs> a consensus. Right. If we, if we yeah. polled 100 people about 98 to say you're crazy. You're right? Tripping. So, no, I'm just saying. And, you right. know, normally that, that really doesn't happen when you do an overhaul of a roster of that type right. of nature like they did. Mm-hmm. Generally, it doesn't yield those type of success. So I think that's probably right. why – People look at it from a standpoint, but like you said, like I said, it's still a great season. And then you even right. I think to me, you found the fact that hey, we were in every single game. There wasn't a blowout. Yeah, wasn't so a blowout. to me, I look at they there was they were in games. It just certain you know certain situations where they just couldn't close out. You know they you know Denver came back, but but they lost to a team that on paper was better and and yeah. and, 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 and was deeper. So I and think healthy. that's what we look at. And you're right. And this is the different Nuggets team that I think we all envision was going to get to this level, but right. we knew, you know, the Jamal, Jamal uh, Murray injury mm-hmm. and all kind of things, you know, then the whole situation, Michael Porter Jr. You know, yeah, we all Michael kind Porter of, Jr. injury, yeah. 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 yeah, so we all kind of, so this Denver Nuggets team is just one of those teams where, like I said, they got healthy at the right time. They they figured it out. They got a nice mix of people, you know, of players, and they've, they've been, you know, rolling decks. I know even when you know when they acquired Eric Gordon, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people looked at that was a was also you know one the move as well for them mm-hmm. you know a few years back in the trade deadline. So, I mean, yeah, yeah that that that, that, that that unlocked their defense right there because I think people forget right. that um, before they got Aaron Gordon, they were like maybe 19 for 20th yeah. in the league in defense usually, and they were still a playoff yeah. team at that point. But like yeah. them getting Aaron Gordon, he unlocked he unlocked yeah. like them from being like. A mediocre or below average defense to being, uh, you know, above average or elite defense. So I mean, like, and yeah. the only missing piece, uh, the last two years in the playoffs was was Murray because he was out with, uh, you know, the torn ACL and you know, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and so essentially, 
too, where you just look at, you know, you were in this game, like you said, and you just got to make tweaks to the roster. And like you said, mm-hmm. and, and you really got to reevaluate Anthony Davis. Like you said, uh, I, I forget who said it, but mm-hmm. this, you know, you know, even year five of, 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 of LeBron being, you know, coming, you know, next year, be year five. But who, you know, we ever thought in a million years that like LeBron still is the best player on his team. We thought this could be a situation yeah. where Anthony Davis was going to take that reign. Right. And like you said, he's what is it? What was it in the Gold State series? It was like every odd game he was effective, right? It was mm-hmm. I forgot. It was the odd game he was good, the even game he was trash, mm-hmm. vice versa. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's in Rob Palinka, he'll he'll take care of business, and I'm, and then I don't know. We, you know, you said uh, LeBron retiring. I mean. Yeah. I don't think we, I don't think we're ready for that. Yeah. I, 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 us, us old guys ain't ready I, for that. I'm, I'm gonna say say something real quick. To me, to be a guard, you mm-hmm. should be able to get ten points. I don't care. To be a guard in any level, <laughs> you should be able to get at least ten points. That's five shots. That's to get go to the free throw line. Russell is not supposed to get four points, man. And yeah. then Schroeder at the end got 13 but same with him he should be giving you at least 12 points you know what i mean you see how close these games are and you got an ad we could say that but ad still getting rebounds and he's still getting blocks so as a guard you supposed to give me 10 points or at least 12. you know what i mean and then you see the stat i know the lakers had to tell russell the stat bro you know when you make over 15 we seven and one. You make under uh, fifteen. We're one and seven. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> I I just think that unfortunately, I think sometimes we kind of overcomplicate basketball. Mm-hmm. Think that um, it's a make or miss league. And um, what 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 was clear to me in the Golden State series is that like um, Golden State missed a lot of shots. Like Clay right. was horrible, and right. like basically. The shots that Clay that Clay missed, Wiggins missed, the guys for the Nuggets were making those shots. I mean, like right. I and with D'Angelo and Schrader, they were making those shots in the prior series, right. but they didn't make the shots against Denver. So it's it's like sometimes it's just a make or miss league. But um I think I think Ham has picked up some bad habits with Budenhoser because he was Budenhoser's like top assistant for a while. Budenhoser right. is a guy who's kind of stubborn. Right. And he doesn't really adjust to something until maybe it's a bit too late. And I think Ham, maybe once they get back to LA, I think you remove D'Angelo from starting line, you start straighter, and then you start giving Tristan Thompson some minutes. But I think that with Trish, the Tristan Thompson thing, he didn't play the whole year, man. Like you can't right, really, you. Yeah. You, you can't really expect for you just for you to put him into the game and just like, oh, you haven't played the whole year, but we want you to we want to play you ten high leverage minutes. In the playoffs, so I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, uh, I think Helm did the best he could with the roster, but I do think he's a bit stubborn. I think that that might rear his ugly head later on in his tenure as a Laker. But right, know. I also think that it got to a point where, because you know, you start saying body language, you start saying things, you start they start mentally saying like, I think this yeah. team is really better than us. You know what I mean? And like oh, yeah. LeBron, even in the press conference, was looking at AD like. Yeah, I don't think we even ever played a team like this, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, but um, that was my main thing. I just feel like uh, 
like and, and it is what it is. Like Russell has issues in the playoffs. And when we start, you know, we're all getting the age now. We've been watching the playoffs for a long time. You start seeing these players, I start naming them out. Dane, Russell Westbrook, uh, like you know what I mean? Uh not being disrespectful. It's just certain players that we love that are star players and not even Dame. I'm not gonna say Dame, but there's some players that get into the playoffs and Harden. it just seemed like they do harden. They have certain yeah. games they shot and then they just disappear. My 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 boy Menelik made a um did you ever when when I when you came to Mason did you meet Menelik Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Menelik yeah. Menelik's huge fan of ball. He lives out in LA. Um Menelik mm-hmm. made a very good point. We were just talking about playoff basketball one time and he said that in order for you especially for a guard to be mm-hmm. successful in the playoffs he was like you have to be able to score at multiple levels. So for instance you look yeah. at Harden, Harden is good at hitting threes and he's good at getting to the rim and getting layups. But in the playoffs, you have to be able to have like more tricks in the bag. So, for instance, like you look at Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray can shoot threes. He has a pretty good mid range. He can get to the basket, and he has a teardrop. Those are the players that are more successful in the playoffs. And I've always felt that like the playoffs, they allow you to play a different brand of basketball. They're not going to cause many fouls. So, I feel like the playoffs are better suited for like wings than they are for like traditional small point guards because even Steph has had his struggles in the playoffs um he's had some horrible games in the playoffs actually even in the finals he usually until last year he would always have just one horrible game in the finals Steph did and um you know like if you only can shoot threes and get layups you're gonna have times where you struggle in the playoffs and you know like uh Westbrook you look at him um he's not really a good three-point shooter I mean, he's decent at finishing at the rim, but I mean, like, when you can't score at multiple levels, you're going to have a short time. Players like KD um, and LeBron are never going to struggle because they're bigger guys. They're taller guys. And I think the playoffs are more geared toward, like, small forwards and, like, kind of taller shooting guards like Kobe, MJ, um, Bron, KD. These are guys that have, like, yeah, that have better playoff stats. But right. and you also have to have that different level, like with Harden and with Embiid, because we didn't talk about the, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Philly series. But I'm starting to have questions about Embiid because, like, you have to have that level that you reach in the playoffs. You have to turn up a different gear to perform in the playoffs, and Embiid doesn't have it. I'm Giannis got it. Giannis got it, and Joker got it, yeah, and Joker got it. But I'm yeah, questioning yeah, Embiid. Yeah. I'm looking at Embiid sideways yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like you yeah, said, yeah. And, and when it comes to the playoffs, because like you said, you have to have a plethora of scoring options because they're going to shut down what's, what's your bread and butter in the previous game. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you said, and now you, they're going to game plan a lot more. It's going to be more emphasis on what was your strengths in this one, and then you're going to have to adjust. Like you said, right. it, it boils down to that, um, to those things. Because, you know, like you said, that's why, like you said, the guard play is essential right. and to have more tricks up your sleeve because if you're a one trick pony right. they can yeah. expose that the next game and then just you know take you out completely out of the paint well i'll watch tape i'll right. watch tape on ginobili right. and parker i'll watch tape on them because what y'all saying is perfect when you think of them that's three-pointer floaters mid-range and yeah. you know what i'm saying lay the ball up like they don't even use really the backboard like they should anymore it's, it's crazy to me anyway yeah yeah and um another guy good playoff numbers jimmy butler he can score all these different levels like i think right. mid-range i think teams are going away from mid-range but i think mid-range is very 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 important to have in the playoffs actually right. so like 
can you make space. those yeah it's good for space and can you can you can you create those like can you hit those tough shots to close games out and right. yeah. you know like um d'angelo russell struggles in the playoffs man and like he also is um i i, I told people this too you look at what happened like um brooklyn when kenny atkinson was the coach um in brooklyn he got them to the playoffs they were the surprise team that year and they got beat by philadelphia it's a reason why brooklyn let him walk and All they basically and they basically replaced him with with Kyrie Irving, who they knew was kind of like he's a bit he's a bit erratic. His personality can be a bit erratic, and they were just like, we would rather have Kyrie than we would have D'Angelo Russell. So, yeah. and then you know even why, last though. year, right? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go well, ahead. I mean, I know that. Um, and Kyrie actually, you look at Kyrie. Kyrie's a better playoff performer. Like Kyrie can do what sure. we just mentioned. He can shoot threes. He has a mid range. Um, he can finish at the basket. So, and he's a he's a scorer. Like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. tell you, I told my dad this because my dad loves Kyrie. Yeah, and he was talking about Russell. He was like, he somebody said they wanted. I said, look, there was a game against Denver. You remember that that Denver game? Uh, not Denver, but the Mavs game where AD messed up by following the guy at the three point line, and the guy shot the threes and to win yeah. the game. They was up five. It was 24 seconds left. They was up five. Um, AD gave the rebound, he gave it to Russell. Russell got it, he's dribbling up, he's at the three point line. He sat there and dribbled until like six seconds left, mm-hmm. right? And then shot a three and missed it. They got the rebound and came down, <laughs> shot a three, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's something I think they, um, I think they shot a three. Something happened where he ended up getting fouled and he had to make all three of the shots, right? So now yeah. they down three. Something else happened, and then they threw the ball. And I was sitting there myself, thinking myself, "You are the point guard. If you up five and it's twenty four, it's twenty four seconds or twenty seconds left. What do you do? You drive. You, well, you yeah. drive. You drive. And what are they going to do? They're going to foul you. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? So I, I, I wasn't a big Russell fan. Like I, that trade was good, but when in the end, when you really pay attention to it, Beasley, Vanderbilt did good, but they didn't really play him in this one. I ain't gonna knock it. I'm I'm really happy for them. I know they fought hard. They really fought hard all year, to be honest. Oh, with yeah. You. They did. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Russell ha- Russell has a very low basketball IQ and you're a person who's handling the ball a lot for you, and which is why I've always felt this way with LeBron. Like, hey, if LeBron's on the team, I want LeBron making decisions for me at the end of the game. He's got a great IQ. I don't want the De- D'Angelo Russell is better off playing off ball if he's playing with LeBron. You know what so, saved D'Angelo Russell, coach? You wanna know what saved him? Austin Reeves. Oh, yeah. Telling you, Austin Reeves yeah. saved him because when he on the floor, they played good together. That's why he was always cheering him on. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be definitely some interesting uh, moves in the offseason for this Lakers squad. And yeah, man. So, and uh, congratulations to the Denver um, an historic. Um, so you know, obviously they happened on Monday, and then you know, obviously you know them making uh, making to the NBA Finals for the first time in their um, existence. And then um, earlier in that day, uh, Carmelo Anthony uh, announced his uh, retirement from the association. So, fellas, well, before I get that, we'll just do a little bit of dressing on this one. So, obviously, um, Melo is a uh, was announced Monday. He's retired from the NBA. Uh, Twenty-eight thousand two hundred twenty-nine points, um, career average of twenty-two point five points per game, ninth all-time leading scorer in NBA history currently uh 10-time nba all-star 
uh, two-time um, All-NBA second team, uh, three Olympic gold medals. Wow. We Now you old. Now, now <laughs> this generation don't know about this now. He was a you know first team parade all American in two thousand and two, and y'all remember parade when he was a parade all American? Yeah, <laughs> crazy, right? Uh, at NCAA champion with um, Syracuse two thousand and three. So, fellas, I'm going around the horn. Um, your thoughts on Melo career and any memorable moments that you have of Carmelo Anthony? I'm going to you first, JB. I mean. Great score, man. But I mean, I don't really. So for me, I feel like your most memorable moments are made in the playoffs. He he missed the playoffs so many times. Like after, like I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but like after after he left Denver, what he only made the playoffs two times with, with two two times with the Knicks. He was home a lot of times in spring, and you know, uh, I just think it's unfortunate that like. I, look, I understand he wanted to go to New York. He wanted to go mm-hmm. to the big market, but like. You know, he made the playoffs in 2012 and 2013, and and that was it. Like he never made the playoffs again. Um, I, I feel like when I, I feel like this, his story is very important to NBA history. But I think that his story is also a story that, like, you know, he was in a good situation in Denver. He was in a good situation with Denver. Denver had a lot of talent, and he he wanted out, and he went to the Knicks and. The Knicks, I, what, the furthest he got in the playoffs with the Knicks, they they won one playoff series with the Knicks in 2013. Yeah. I think they beat the right. Celtics 4 2. And they lost to the Pacers, yep. And, and they lost to the Pacers. And that was an upset because a lot of people thought that the Knicks were going to play the Heat that year in the in yeah. the conference finals. And um, a lot of people felt the Knicks would beat the would have beaten the Heat that year because they had kind of put that team together actually to like beat. And I think that they swept them during the regular season as well, too. But I can't really tell you any memorable. I mean, he scored a lot of points. I mean, he had 50 point games. He hit some big shots in the regular season. But I think that as a player, your legacy is tied to the playoffs. And unfortunately, he doesn't have that big of a legacy. He made the conference finals one time. Um, you know, I, when I look at Carmelo Anthony, it kind of it's kind of sad to me because I'm like, this guy, if he would have made the playoffs more, he would have a lot more memorable moments than he did. Yeah. What you, what you got, Maui? I mean, I don't have much either because, you know, I am a Bron guy, but I know he had one of the smooth dribble side-to-side shots. Um, I remember they were playing Chicago, and um, that's when he hit number 10, and Lala was there. Him and Lala was having problems, and she held the phone up so his son could see it live. You know what I'm saying? I thought that mm-hmm. was real cool. Um, but playing wise, um, damn, I got some, you know what, honestly, to see the Olympics, like how he was like, he wanted to lead the, um, he wanted to, he wanted the league, um, he wanted to be the all time rebound leader. You know what I mean? Like he took the Olympics yeah. real, real serious. Um, I feel like I'm fishing, but I'm not, it's so many because I felt like, you know, I was watching somebody today and they said Carmelo was one of the last like true isolation um because they was like basketball had already changed where everybody was shooting threes and blah 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 but he was the still one he was still like like you know back to the basket dribble and had one of the fastest release and then i was just happy to see him and Bron be able to play together like last year to me was so exciting and and it's it's crazy that he retired because i felt 
like the Lakers, every time he got up, they would be on a they would stand up and give him a standing ovation. So even though everybody's saying that he most likely ain't gonna get a, a whole big tour, well, every time Laker fans saw him last year, every time he got up and and he because he can't got off the bench, he got a standing ovation. And it was every time he got the ball, man, it would seem like he would just make it when they when they would play at home. You know what I mean? But um Man, congratulations, man. Go enjoy watching your son play. He's supposed to, his son look oh, like yeah. he's gonna be all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know, all all day today, they've been really like a lot of people, they a little upset because they feel like he still can play and the league is pushing him out. You know what I mean? Even after he gave in to come off the bench and this, this, and that. But he seemed like he had a good place, you know what I mean, to be able to to be able to just let it go, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think um I think that he was a really good isolation player. He was a very at his peak. He was one of the best scorers in the league. Right, I mean, you right. could arguably say he was the best scorer in the league because he was very hard to defend. Had a very smooth shot, um, you know. But um, I just think it's unfortunate. Like he missed the playoffs so many times. Now I know he went to Portland. He made the playoffs twice for Portland, actually, mm-hmm. um, in the bubble, and then um, the year after the bubble, they made the playoffs before he went to the Lakers last year. So. But um, yeah, I just think not enough, not enough playoff moments, um, not enough playoff moments that like because you know, you think of like all the great Hall of Fame players, they they have these signature playoff moments like Reggie Miller at the Garden with Spike Lee, and you know, Hakeem balling out in the finals against um yeah. against Shaq as as a young guy, uh, Shaq the alley you uh his uh with with Kobe the year they won the first championship against the Blazers, like all these great players they have these signature moments barkley um hitting that uh game winner against david robinson and the spurs like all these great players have these signature moments and i just feel like he i can't think of one because he didn't make the playoffs enough you so, know what what i find funny i think when i look at a signature moment for carmelo anthony and it's sad to say this but 20 years ago when he was at syracuse when they won the national championship. championship yeah and i think i and the thing about it is like you said you know, this is gonna be, and I think I think Dame might have said this, or I forgot somebody. They were saying how you know, there's gonna be people that are gonna retire and you're gonna forget about them. And I think Carmelo, unfortunately, is gonna be in that sense. And I'm not saying like us, our mm-hmm. age demographics, obviously, Melo, our guy. We class 2002. Right. That's our guy for life. But the the thing of like like you know, we talked about a little bit in, in the pre-show because he. Like say, it, like Jay, well, both of y'all point, but I saw what you first mount where he's not gonna have a place where his jersey is gonna be retired. I mean, I know a lot of people. We know Denver's right. out the question. I mean, you, <laughs> Yoke, I mean, dude, Yoki's a two time MVP. Let's, let's, let's keep. Do it you think up. they did that on purpose? No, I mean, you don't think so. Dude got drafted at a, at a Taco Bell commercial and in the two time league MVP. Ain't, ain't no way Jokic's about to have a, a statue. Why did, why'd they give him twelve? Ain't, ain't no way. Ain't, ain't no. Ain't no way. Why did they give him twelve? Melo gonna get fifteen retired. I don't care what earth we live on. But and then you look at even what's going like potentially the Knicks. I don't think he's gonna get, be retired. Um, like you said, and like you said, JV, if it was a situation where like if he was going to Eastern Conference Finals. Or making the playoffs a lot of times with the Knicks, I could I could see a avenue yeah. where he could potentially get his jersey retired with them. So those are only really two marquee stops. You know, we think about OKC. Oh, they gonna put me on the bench, P? 
And then, you know, situation, you know, OKC, then Portland, yeah. then the Lakers. So I look at that, and then, like you said, and it's crazy to think this man's going to end he's, – he's leaving the game as a ninth all-time leading scorer. And, you know, and, and that, like I said, not to have that that fanfare. But that's another thing, too, where especially now when you look at – when you, like, switch those teams like you like people are doing, like, now more so than ever, you're not going to have those type of, you know, those situations. And like you say, you really never had a signature NBA playoff, you know, anything signature. I think, my like I said, my, my biggest moment was him winning in Syracuse, that, that, that run – that forced Royal Williams to say, I don't give a shit about North Carolina. So <laughs> other than that, I just, I mean, and Carmelo, like you said, I, you know, uh, hell of a career. But like you said, like you said, it's, it's kind of one of those where it's going to be a forgotten career, unfortunately. Um, especially, you know, not maybe not amongst us, but, you know, just amongst, uh, you know, NBA world. Uh, you would think about the Gen Z generation. Oh yeah, you know all that. So you just look at just you know a new generation, and like you said, and like you said, this is a good opportunity for him to um to you know see Kanye and play because he you know he's a, a rising star. He's getting ready to get some offers. He's getting some starting to get some offers now, even though you know he's just a he just finished his sophomore year in in um in high school. So yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, that that All American high school All American game with him and LeBron's playing together, I remember that too. Man, man, 2002, man, class man, 2002. What, what, wasn't that, wasn't that, um, well, they did play together, right? Because I keep thinking there was a no look, um, alley hoop to, to, to Melo for some reason, or am I tripping? I think they played against each other. I remember yeah, they played I think against they each did other. Too, yeah, I, it mean, was... I know in high school, but in that all American game, I could have swore there was like a no look pass from Bron to him. I don't know, I might be tripping. Oh, no, nah, they were getting yeah, it was in a different class because Melo mm-hmm. 02, Bron 3. That's right. That's right. My so bad. yeah. So yeah. Yep. I'm dude, just fishing. I'm trying to get one. When I, just... Bro, when 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 they said he was a parade all American dude, I have I haven't heard parade since we were like in high school. I like damn. Yeah. And I remember yes, I used to love it because remember we used to come in the paper and it'd be mm-hmm. your insert of the paper. See these these kids, these young folks don't know nothing about <laughs> looking at a parade on a Friday on on a, on a Sunday. You know morning. it's weird. They're going to do some type of documentary on him, and there's going to be discussions about decisions based upon his career like detroit not not picking him up yeah him not yeah. going yeah. him Shut deciding up. to leave denver and not going to miami like he was originally was the discussion was yeah, you know yeah. What i mean and I'm it's going gonna to say like, how how would his career would have been if he would have went did you what you say because you remember he was supposed to go to Chicago. He's supposed to sign with Chicago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chicago or Miami. Chicago, like Chicago, or he because he was linked to Chicago and and, and Miami. Yeah. No, my that's that's true. But I think that that's true of a lot of people who uh, are are who like uh, there's that's true for a lot of players. Like you know, you look at uh, you look at uh, you look at when Jordan was drafted. What if the Blazers would have drafted Jordan? Mm-hmm. That franchise is probably a bit is probably a bit different. What if uh, the Charlotte Hornets decide to hold on to Kobe Bryant? I mean, right. I, I think that NBA history is is, is full of like it's kind of full right. of that actually um, a bit like just these decisions. But um, if he would have been drafted by by the Pistons, he would have gotten the championship. His, his career. Said, they, like, Rasheed said no. Um, Rasheed said I, no because he said by them not getting him, we. They got the trace. Um, Prince was able to move up, and you got a good trace yeah. on Prince. Trace on Prince. So, 
I was interested in him, but I was like, he made a decision yeah. not to go to Miami and to go to New York. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. And like, and I think we had this discussion. Remember when he was on a podcast, like during the bubble, well, during the pandemic, because I, I was, I was against it. Cause I was like, cause you got, y'all gotta remember Larry Brown was their head coach. The same right. Larry Brown that iced him out in in um, in two thousand four right. Athens, where mm-hmm. they get you know where they got what brown bronze. I don't, did they even get bronze? Come to think about it, they I remember bronze. they got bronze. Yeah. So it, it, would he would have hindered Bellows? You know, me, you know, would he would have hindered his career potentially? Right. Because right. we don't know how long Larry Brown would have stayed. Like right. you know. Because I, I, that's like, that's, I've always looked at that as an issue. Because I know a lot of people say, yeah, he would have won a ring, but what impact he would have had. That's yeah. the thing. That would have been my question. That's interesting. But, yeah, like, you know, Larry Brown, my, my Carolina uncle. I mean, for me, you know, it he, seemed like he had two opportunities really to get a ring. Maybe, you know, I would say, the, but you know me, but he had at least two opportunities to probably get a ring. And I wonder if there's somehow, some way he's still going to be in to get one. Maybe if it's coaching or working um, behind a team that might be a championship team. It's just interesting to me. Because it seemed like he was always right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know. Look, I, I ain't for no consolation prizes or, like, you know, or, you know, I'm a little sentimental dude. But I don't know, man. I know this ain't going to happen. But Denver, if they make it, I know they, that, no, this not going to happen. But. <laughs> But but they but they do but they, they you know it, but that's the only only chance he gonna get something. I'm serious. I'm, and you know I hate to say stuff like that, but it's, it's, it's I didn't know where but, you were going, B. But yeah, because I like you said maybe if, you know if he does you know go into coaching or you know be part of an organization other than that, yeah, right, right. But I don't know, yeah. but um, yeah, but they do need to bring the band back together, like like my other uncle. George Call said, you know, uh, bring Mello, JR, Birdman. They should come to the NBA finals. <laughs> I forgot Birdman played for that. I was like, you know what? Because wow. we, we, we need to have some Denver Denver Nuggets culture. We we just can't see Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, man. We need to see some old guards of, of the Nuggets, yeah, you know, during this NBA Congratul- finals. Congratulations to Jordan Long, man. Damn. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you win the, the Avs win, you know, then you got, you know, Sean Payton now in the fold and right. now the Denver Nuggets are successful. Denver doing it, bro. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. they are. Consider himself lucky, you know, but like like you said, week, week two, his luck will end in, in, on September 17th when, when, when the commanders come to town. But, you know, we, 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 we fool with Jordan all the time about that. He, <laughs> right, we, right. We talked right, about that right. last week as well. Right. So, you know, so fellas, we got to talk about, um, you know, uh, Jim Brown. So, um, you know, Jim Brown passed away uh, last week. Um, so, you know, obviously, um, you know, he, so many accolades. I can literally be here to Friday morning to tell you kind of uh, the impact that Jim Brown has had. But I'm just going to give you somewhat of a cliff notes version of kind of um, some stuff that Jim Brown has done in his um, illustrious uh, years of his life, obviously, uh, you know, went to Syracuse, um, then also went to uh, play for the Cleveland Browns, uh, running back for the Browns from 1957 to 1965. Mm. Crazy thing, nine years, right? And so his nine-year NFL career, he was in, he was named to the Pro Bowl nine times, eight-time lead, eight-time rushing leader, 
12,312 yards, three-time league MVP, a uh, champion. Yes, look, I'm guessing Lamar. Girl, call you Lamar. Yes, Mal, the Cleveland Browns did win something. They won a championship in 1964. Yeah, so. the real Cleveland Browns. They always okay, win. Now. Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 1971, <laughs> uh, was the NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, acting career, um, tons of movies, uh, notably um, 100 Rifles. That was He was um, an historic um, role where it you know, featured an interracial love scene. That was with the late Raquel Welch. And also civil rights movement, you know, obviously was very part of the civil rights mu- movement, uh, was a part of Cleveland Summit to pretty much help uh, aid Muhammad Ali in his uh, situation where, you know, he didn't uh, want to go to war. And at that time, it was significant because they wanted to put their, you know, they literally almost put their careers at risk for, you know, for uh, for supporting Muhammad Ali. But and the list goes on. Like I said, I'll be here the Friday morning telling you everything so um just a cliff notes version i'm gonna go around the hall i'm gonna go with you first jp your thoughts on um the late jim brown oh man legend man um actually um in my in my personal opinion you know like um greatest running back of all time man like his numbers are just ridiculous the amount of games that he played and then the yardage she ended up with and one thing that i didn't realize um i had to take a look at his stats again he was an excellent he was an excellent um receiving um receiver receiver as well mm-hmm. to uh catching the um catching the football and i was just thinking man i was like man could you imagine if he played it i was like the offensive coordinators would be salivating thinking of stuff that they could run for him as well too so just a great player um humanitarian big on the civil rights activists like he's a legend man you know like um and just and in my personal opinion, so he's the greatest running back of all time. I know people talk about uh, Walter Payton and um, Barry Sanders, but nah, man, Jim Brown was something else, man. And yeah. excellent lacrosse player too. Probably yeah, yeah. the greatest athletes Kill. of all time. One of the greatest yeah. athletes of all time. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. um, everything that JB said. Um, but also, man, like the black. He was um him and his wife started the Black Economic Union. Um. Basically, um, they put like I think they said in, at the um, at the event, the first event, they had like eight black students what they played college for. And basically it was set up to basically help people network. Um, and then uh, the, the mayor, I can um, program. And it was something that he really had passion for. Um, um, it's something he really had passion for, which helped um, individuals bring the best out of them. So like he really was um when it talk about a community activist he was that was something he really had passion for. He also was one of the first people to help Richard Pryor um get off um of a drugs and help they were him and Richard Pryor and him was the first African Americans to have their own movie studio and they put out mm-hmm. the movie Jojo Dancer but they turned down okay. Purple Rain. Um so there's a lot of things. He also helped the fake Cleveland Browns come in 19 19- <laughs> he was one of the first ones there which i'm joking which was great for the the city because they 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 are big, big football and they're big sports city you know what i mean so like he um 
you know, the real Cleveland Browns that, you know, Jim Brown was playing for. Damn, they in Baltimore, yo. Damn, Baltimore, yo. Hey, Chris, do you remember, do you remember, do you remember uh, when they came back into the league and how they were on Sunday Night Football and Drew Carey uh, pumped yeah. them up before the game and Cleveland they ended up getting shut out in the game? Yeah, I remember that. that, was nice. that shout, shout out to Tim Couch and them boys. Yeah, bro. And Cleveland yeah. Browns, like, yeah. Him, him saying the fake Cleveland Browns just brought me back to the game because he's like, yeah, Cleveland yeah. Rocks and like they had that yeah. Sunday Night yeah, they end up getting shut out, man. I was like, man, this is like not a this is not a good tenure. <laughs> Emotional damage. Yeah, hey man, I got a family chat. They y'all think I'm bad. Y'all should see the family go at it. Steelers yeah, and what's the name? But yeah, yeah, anyway, man. man. But um, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like he lived a great life, man. Like oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So he, you know, he had control too. Like he retired at, at 30, you know. So Hoping his family, great life, man. Gonna be missed. Yeah. All right, yeah. fellas, I got, I got to run now. I'm gonna, okay. um, I'll get at y'all later, man. Have a good one, man. Thank All you. right, uh, let's. Yeah, um, yeah, and like you said, and this just shows you, and that's, I think one thing too, and I think, um, you just look at, you know, with people, and especially with a guy like a Jim Brown, the impact that he's had, like, you know, he's very fortunate. You know, to have that this amount of time that we that he had an impact on the world, mm. I think a lot of people get caught in age or get caught in okay, well, this person passed away at eighty something, fifteen, twelve, forty five, you know, what have you. But it's really all about the impact that you had on this world, and I like in and, and you know Jim Brown. I mean, his impact on so many different facets of the world, and even stuff that you know. Uh, obviously, his NFL career was outstanding, and you just think to yourself like he only played—he ain't played ten years in right. a mass that type of numbers. Right. Like so, to me, like you said, it, it does quantify. And he's, you know, as far as being the best running back of all time, just the fact, you know, it, even though I've never seen him play, but you put up those type of stats, and you know, and, and that's just outstanding. Like, you know, find me a running back, you know, even in, you know, in any era. That almost, you know, had over twelve thousand yards and, and only played nine years. He, um, he's, he, yeah. he's very symbolic, and the, the thing yeah. of it is, it's weird that he passed away. I watched the George Foreman um movie, and it's yeah. almost to me, it's a lot similar. Like, it's yeah. funny, like these two guys looked like they were the meanest people in the world, yeah. But their biggest passion is to help the community, yeah, and help especially kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. To give yeah, them sure. something to do, you know. Yeah, and and also too, like uh, you just looking at like how acting, like it just the acting right. career, um, a lot of open open doors, uh, mm-hmm. for other people as well. So I look at that, and then you know just looking at just the whole, you know his, you know the, the civil rights, what he's done there, and then just it's just his ability to 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 go across lines and 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 can you know it can reach people of of multiple. I went of of multiple ideologies. I put it that way. Right. Um, where you know, so yeah, I'm you know, we lost, you know, he was such an ambassador on all facets of his life. I mean, from NFL wise, when you look at like the Cleveland Browns, real or fake, um, he's always but you know, when he's when he's there, it, you know, or any Cleveland event, it, it's like his royalty. Like that's Cleveland royalty right there at his mm-hmm. finest. And like you said, civil rights, and you just look at even 
the impact that he's had with even, you know, current players. I mean, you right. look at just, um, you know, everything that's going on and just knowing that this, you know, this is an ongoing fight, you know, with everything that's going on. And, right. um, you know, he was an instrumental part of a lot of, a lot of it in, you know, in these previous, um, in previous decades, but yeah, man, um, he'll be missed. It's another, you know, another legend, um, that, you know, you know, even though his physical body isn't here, but you know, right. his, his, his impact will last for, for a lifetime. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be something that his legacy will live on, um, in, in so many ways, obviously, you, you know, his bust in Canton. And, and then you just look at just you know his impact on Cleveland, uh, and his impact on the world in you know acting and also in civil rights. So right. yeah, we we lost a good one for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Blueprint, you know, blueprint. Yep. Yep, man. It's something that we'll definitely it's a, gonna be a blueprint a lot of people will follow for yeah. years to come. And it's yeah. you know, yeah, man. So yeah, nope. So We'll put a bow on this week's Couch Coach Live. We'll do our game ball and final thoughts. I'm going to go with you first. What's your game ball this week? Oh, man, my game ball I'm giving to um, Debbie Hanley and um, Vasali um, Lomachenko, who had a fight Saturday night. It's probably It was probably one of the mildest promotions, like the build up to the fight. But the fight was so great and so controversial that to have a rematch is – it's got to happen. You know what I mean? It was controversial of yeah. um, unanimous decision to Debbie Hanley. But I definitely want to give um, the game ball to both of them because that is what you want to see when you watch a fight. Just back and forth, this, this, and that, and you never know. Everybody got their money's worth. Yeah, big time. Yeah, man. So I definitely um, – this, we, mm, this week's game ball definitely got to go to – Enrico Sports and Entertainment Authority. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Um, obviously, this is a, uh, an outstanding group that is bringing some great opportunities um, for this for the Henrico County. Um, obviously, um, they build several complexes within Henrico County. Uh, one of them is going to be the um, Henrico Sports and Event Center that's going to be opening up this fall, and it's going to be the host. Of the 2024 and 2025 Atlantic 10 Women's Tournament, mm. man, I am so excited um, for that as well. Um, and then also, you know, uh, coming up this year, they're gonna also gonna have um, breaking ground on a 17,000 uh, seat arena called the Green City Arena. So um, definitely looking forward to the A10 tournament. Lord willing, um, you know, be there in March, and I don't know what capacity, but we, you know, uh, cannot wait. Looking forward to um, having a a basketball tournament in Henrico County. Man, long time coming. Definitely huge shout out to the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority, and shout out to former RIR President Dennis Big Meyer. We see you over there doing your thing. So yeah, big 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 shout out. We needed this. That's what's up. For sure. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. March. Can't get here any sooner, but uh, so Lord next, willing. So next March, there. they're going to have a tournament. I'm trying to be at that joint. Yeah, tournament. yeah, right. next March. Yeah, next March. So 2024 and 2025, uh, the Women's Atlantic basketball tournament. Both coming to go. So Both years. Okay. Two years in a row. Yep. So, that's yeah, that's right. going to be, be good. So, you know, those type of opportunities, 
that's going to spring up other stuff. Definitely, like I said, right. to, to kind of bring up the the Green City Arena project. Um, that's so. I this is just the beginning. This this is the tip of the iceberg for for this for this group. I can see a lot of things coming in in the horizon um, with this group. So, man, looking forward to it. Cannot wait. You know, Lord willing, be there in March. So, all right. So, uh, any final thoughts before we head on out? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, retired man. Ronnie in college. Ronnie in college. Go rub up on that lovely wife of yours, man. They, you know, I'm I'm just being honest, man, because I've been a fan and I look at him, you know, what I'm saying like I'm older and I'm like, yeah, tired. Like he's yeah. he's tired. It's been and I somebody said, well, he played for 20 years. No, he played. He's really it started when he was 13, 14 years old. He had to be had to play at a high level and he had to keep rising. Man, he need a he he's tired, man. He's tired. And I, I I just feel like I don't I don't want to. That's why I put a post today with Kobe when he said he looked in the rafter and he saw Pager, Chris Webber. He was at Sacramento and he was like, man, what is they doing up there? He was like, why am I still working? And I just think that he's done everything he's supposed to. Like his first like his son is in college. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. Like we a lot of people got in the detail and they was like, well, you know, he brings the probably the most views. So like they got a TV deal coming up in a couple years and all this other stuff. But I also and then like when he was at the press conference, he spoke on, you know, I knew a couple weeks that Melo was going to retire. So like somebody said that when he rubbed his his beard and said something, that means he's been thinking about it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I would be so happy if he would then because I don't want him to hurt himself. And then he you know what I'm saying? I want him to be able to walk out like like I said, this was a perfect season. This is a pretty really he did what he's supposed to do. Yeah. They relevant. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's my final and, thought. And it goes, yeah, and it and it goes to our point that we talked about earlier, earlier in the year, about him trying to play with Bronny. And the thing that's killing me about that situation, mm-hmm. people and that's people, and that's people actually saying this out loud and right. getting paid millions of no, he might get paid millions of dollars. But people are saying that LeBron should take the year off so he can get ready for Bron. And I'm like, man, look, you 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 cannot take a year off after the being in the NBA for 20 some seasons. Think you can come back and be straight coming back almost two years later? That's not gonna happen. But like I said, and I'm glad that he's now kind of got back to the point where about the whole situation him playing with Bronny, where it's like, you know. I, I wanted to be Brian's decision and, and that's not what he wants, then I'm fine with it. Because like I even said, and you know, I didn't like the fact that I, I wouldn't want them to play together. Cause mm-hmm. I think it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fair to Bronny. I don't think it would right, be, fair, it be to, fair for his development because <clears throat> me neither. Because what's going to end up happening is he's going to set him up for potential for failure because you can't you think to yourself, they could be like, well, you got to be because your father. And then, you know, and then if you got a, Crazy, you know, it, it depends on what situation we're in because a lot of people, you know, just gonna get you know get both of them, and then once LeBron retire, oh, we don't even want you, and then and then you end up being in NBA Siberia, 
mm-hmm. and just be nowhere, you know. So that's my biggest, and I'm glad he kind of kind of walked that back, mm-hmm. um, you know. And yeah, and I think I get what you're saying. Where as far as as to me, what my says on LeBron is when you're ready, you're ready. I think yeah, yeah, know, I feel yeah, it. I feel yeah, it. I feel yeah. So when you when you're ready, you're ready. Um, I think you he's done enough to hey right. you call your own shot on that. Right. So, you know, if you want to, you know, even though he, I hope you won't be around at 45, but bro, I'm telling you, you know, right yeah, I but, love Roy Jones. I'm sorry, yeah, but, but I love Roy Jones, bro. But I'm telling you, it's bothering me. I can't brag on Roy Jones while I want to yeah. when I keep seeing him in these matches and he looks like yeah. he punch drunk. Yeah, I don't want that for the yeah. And my thing is, yeah, and I don't, I don't, and I, and I think he was going to be, he'll be smart about it. I don't think he's going to be. To a point where I think he's gonna be like a Tom Brady was like damn you have to wheel him off the court. I don't necessarily think it's gonna be that way, um, but I think he'll be smart and he'll make the decision. And like you know, and when it's time, it's time. He'll know uh, when it's time for him to retire. Um, but yeah, I, it's gonna be his call. And you know, and the, and the beautiful thing about his situation, everything, everything else that he does going forward, it's just it's just gonna be sprinkles on the Sunday. It, it's nothing that he can really do at this point besides maybe win a championship. But even the stuff that he has done, he's already every team that he's been on, he's won a championship. So to me, that's another great thing. And then you think about this simple fact of what's else there to play for. I mean, honestly, I mean, yes, you want to get the five rings. I get that. Like we talked about Tom Brady about two months ago where, well, you know, well, before he retired, What's really at stake for him? I mean, it's really not. And I like, you know, and I guess there are some, you know, people that hate, like, oh, well, he need to get the five if you want right. to be on joint right. level. No, 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 no. He don't have to be on joint level. He's good. You know what? When though? you read, uh, okay. go, 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 you go, no, you go, you go, you go, you go, go. My whole thing is, I think that by him saying this, I think everybody about to get prepared for it. I, because, like, I think. When he said it, what did you think? Did you think like, oh damn, he may actually might? Did you think that way? I don't. I don't. This is one of those things where people say a lot of stuff when the season is over. Right. I didn't really take too much stock in it. I looked at it where I think cooler head will prevail. Like to me, yes, you get caught up in a season like this, and I know for him. Personally, this is a disappointing season because obviously just the fact you work hard, you know, you get to this level and then you get swept in this nature. I get him. I think we see it from a different perspective because obviously, you know, we're not putting in the sweat equity in the work that LeBron James is doing. So, yes, I think if you fall short in a season, I think the moment that hits you because dude, he probably was fresh out of a shower. So it's almost like he really hasn't had time to really compliment. Well, I'm, I'm just serious. I'm just saying you think about it. He probably about 10, 15 minutes removed from being eliminated. So it's like, so it's not like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> Say it again, Chuck. <laughs> but anyway, but I'm serious though. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dio, my man. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional, man. Yeah, I know. Man. <laughs> He's like, just fresh out of a shower. You know what I'm saying? You say anything. But yeah, ahead, but yeah. yeah. So, you know, I didn't really take too much stock in it. I think it was more so just raw emotions. And I think, 
you know, now mm-hmm. I think if, if he was to say it today, like tomorrow, if he uh-huh. if they had a press conference tomorrow, he was mm-hmm. talking tomorrow, and they and, he, and then he had those same comments that he had Monday night. Then that made me think, okay, he's had some days of a pair. He had some days to think about it and mull over it. Because you think a lot of it, when, you, when you're when you done doing something, especially of that type of nature, it's going to sting. So I think you saying stuff like that is it's, it, right. it is alarming because I think we haven't heard that from him. But like you said, it, right. he, he, I think he knows his, the, his, the twilight of his career is, is, is here. I was watching that. So I think he understands. I was watching yeah. a, a really cool it was like a um, um, podcast today. So questions was asked and they were comparing how, you know, with the Nuggets and the Spurs, even though we uh, basketball players, we love the Spurs, but don't nobody really talk about the Spurs because they was kind of even the Nets. Remember that time with, with Detroit yeah. won and the Spurs mm-hmm. won and the Nets was there. It was yeah. it really was boring. You know what I mean? Unless you really yeah. love sports. So, like, yeah. I was thinking they said with these, you know, they're in a process of kind of like you know Steph is them getting old LeBron's getting older so you know they're on their way out so what are you going to do let me ask you a question I know we got to go with this new TV deal coming because we were talking about that too like LeBron helped the Lakers get a bigger deal you know what I mean Mm -hmm. TV deal I don't know man part of me feel like I think that I me I don't know I'm just throwing it out there I don't know how it happened I think Steph and LeBron are playing together I don't just a part of me got a weird feeling when you think of the league, you think of everything, and then how everything is going. I'm like, I don't know how they would do it, but I got the weirdest feeling because I just feel like the story is great, and then that all star game where it was just an excitement there of them two playing together. Oh, and the two kids from Akron stop hating. But no, still. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm giving you a storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not hating, yeah. bro. I'm joking. I'm joking. But <laughs> like the two rivals after the Spurs left, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That kind of bumped here all those years, reignited the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, and so like I, they they're on their way out. Like really, this yeah. season, them three, if they if their GM is leaving. Or president or whatever. He gone. I think he leaving. I think if, I think it's supposed well, they stay saying he leaning towards leaving. So I don't know what they're gonna put Steve Kerr there. You know what I'm saying? He, I, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I think he, he might I'm go upstairs. And I don't think Kenny Atkins, not saying that he can't coach. I don't think he's I don't think he's um Steve Kerr. I What's just don't now. Kenny's my guy. <laughs> Kenny's my guy. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm playing I'm I know, I know. because Steph may want to leave. You know what I'm saying? I'm, or I, 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 yep. I think I was like, I, I don't know how it happened. I'm not saying it, it's going to happen, but I just think that when they played together, there was some ignited of dominance. And think yeah. about it. If you, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, what if they figured out a way that they able to play together and still get a couple of years? I don't really want that. I really want him to retire, but I was like, that would be really yeah. interesting. Then it'll open the door. Because that's really what's going on. They got to open some doors for some new stars. Like John Moran is kind of fumbling his. Um, Zion is eating um, um, gumbo. Um, Miss New Orleans. Yeah, no, like, he better them get be hitting, Them beignets be hitting a little, little tough. Lamelo is 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 um, playing double dutch with Duke. And <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. you know, Lamelo kind of quiet. You know, I, I'm just saying, like, what stars? Oh, 
I don't think I think Book is eventually huh. going to leave and want to leave the Suns. Shoot, you already know what they're going to do. You know, you already know who's going to be the next person. Who? Wimbyama. You know they're going to try to boost, boost right. him. They ain't boost him already, bro. Like, right. bro, you know what's killing me this whole week? Right. People out here, dude, do ain't do ain't even do ain't even in the NBA yet, and they right. talk about some if his career like Kevin Durant is a failure. Right. I'm like, yeah. what? But Kevin Durant is a 13 is the 13th league scoring NBA history. If he expecting Kevin Durant, I'm like, mean. what? Like, are you serious? Like, this man's gonna be gonna be going to uh, I guess say can Lord. He bought he gonna go to basketball hall of fame immediately. He retired I mean, in four years after he retired. Like, he's right. gonna be a first ballot hall of fame. I'm like. So what what do you what? think they really saying about Kevin Durant though? That you know what I mean? I don't that's but that's stupid though. I mean like to me it's it's disrespectful. Like right. because anybody would kill to have a career like Kevin Durant. Like right. I just if was somebody and somebody who got paid said this, somebody who actually I know said it. I watched it. Oh yeah, I know. But I'm just saying it's just it baffles me to think. If this guy is a top 13 scorer in NBA history, he would be deemed as a failure. What? Bro, the beginning so of this stupid. year, they were saying that Kevin Durant was the best player in the world. That's what they were saying at the beginning of this year. Yeah. They were saying he was the best player in the world. What changed? Yeah. What happened and what changed? Because he got hurt? Yeah, but I think more so how – from what I got from Biyama thing is it's almost like I know it sounds like it sounds like it's disrespectful, but a part of me is like they it shows you how they're overhyping him, like right. to a point where it's like even if a guy who has a historic run mm-hmm. as a Kevin Durant would be deemed as a failure for him because the expectation is so high, right? Like you said, yeah, he's gonna he's to me that just lets me know that the expectations are through the roof. I mean. He has almost an eight foot wingspan, but everybody's potential is is 10, 15 feet of what they think Wimbyama's gonna do. Right. And they talk about in three years, they said he'd probably be the greatest player of all time. And I'm like, huh? Like, <laughs> let, 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 let the young man get into a system and let him get acclimated to the game. Let him put on right. some pounds. But you him, really should be saying that. Some he's, little churros at the river wall. What you really should be saying is. This young man has the skill set to be able to make it in the league. Right. Rather than saying if his, you know, but I was just saying, like, it's going to be great to see all the him play. Like, I hated the yeah. way they even did Brian, man. Like, to see, like, if he's dominating where he's at, then he should yeah. definitely go. That's the whole thing. If you're not going yeah. to college and you're playing professionally, then you should be able to go to, to, yeah. to the top tier. And just see if he make it. Like they do it with everybody. Yeah. Remember Yao Ming? They did it with all, all the all those yeah. different people. And and that's why, like, I like to to go back to our previous point about LeBron. Like, I mean, you 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 write your own ticket at this point. I'm like, dude, like you have exceeded expectations. Like I said, I always say this. I remember reading about him in a Slam magazine in 2001, my way to South mm-hmm. Carolina, and I'm like, ain't no way, like. And it, and it won't really. It was hype, but you know, I guess now we it's it was hype back then because obviously we didn't have social media, but there was some buzz about LeBron James and all that type of stuff. But he has exceeded mm-hmm. that expectation. You know, now I think if he would have lived in the social media world, it would have been almost similar to this. 
But I mm-hmm. keep on forgetting that we didn't have social media back in, uh, you know, 20 years ago when LeBron got drafted. So that's another right. thing, too, where social media has created this monster type where everybody's expectation is just through the roof. And it's just, it's, I think it's right. more just, ex, ex, um, ex, you know, it's more extra now because, you know, now, you know, millions of people have a voice. They didn't have a voice. Right. You know. Right. But yeah. But the whole thing it is, it's like, okay, the new media, they're not saying that. It's the old media that's saying it. That's what's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the new media yeah. is like, why would y'all do that? We're 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 like, why would you do that? Blah blah blah. And the old yeah. media is like, I'm like, that don't even make sense. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it's it's because it, that's what media is. I mean, they create narratives. Right. So, like you said, so now when with Victor Wimbiyama is you know only only scores thirty some thirty two thousand points in the NBA career, people are gonna look back and be like, well, oh yeah, two thousand twenty three. If he, you know, if he's not a top thirteen score, if he's a top thirteen score in the league of all time, he's a failure. They're gonna be like, well, he should be, LeBron, he should be Braun. He should, you know, be scoring forty thousand points, thirty eight thousand points. You know, he should be where LeBron's at. Because that's what they, that's, that's what they really comparing him to. Like, right. you know, really. So he's the most hyped prospect since LeBron James. Like, I get that. Let's let's temper it. Let's bring it down a notch. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be a good player. But y'all making like he's gonna be the greatest player of all time. I'm like, dude, he's only like 19 years old. Like, we gotta and, stop this. And we don't know where he's going, but most likely he's going to the Spurs, right? I hate to oh, you're going to Spurs. I, 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 oh, I'm yeah. gonna be honest with y'all. <clears throat> yeah. Pop ain't most likely gonna be there that long. <laughs> you know, Pop is getting up there in yeah. age, man. You know what I mean? So he may not be able to do what he did for Duncan and Parker and all that. It might have to be somebody yeah. else, you know. But I think they. But I, I think what they're gonna end up doing is I think Pop will get the most out of him. I think then they're gonna right. they're gonna build around him. And I think and and then you know with the Spurs organization, they got guys that's gonna you know that's gonna be fine and mm-hmm. they have somebody that's in place. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. So yeah, this yeah, this big win beyond my stuff is gonna be very interesting. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Shout, appreciate that, Ken. You know, but I think I think we could potentially be two and one after three games. So <laughs> we shall see. But I got you marked on the calendar of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, and and you know, and then week eighteen. So just just be ready, Kenneth. Bulletin board material. I'm I'm gonna send this to, to Ron Rivera right now as as we speak. So 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 Ken. Thanksgiving, it's on. Well, appreciate you, Ken, for watching, man. Appreciate you, man. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate you, Ken, man. Safe travels, man. Appreciate it. But yeah, so yeah, we'll put a boat on tonight's Couch Coach Live, man. Uh, social media and where they can find you. Oh, man. DT Morgan 78, Instagram, Deshaun Morgan, Facebook. Great show. Yeah. I'm still in the pain, though. I'm still in the pain. <laughs> Le pain. Yeah. Le bully. But yeah, man. Um, great show. Uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media under Couch Coach Live. Uh check out the website, Couch Coach Live. So we'll do a little format different next week. So we won't be under lights next Wednesday night on the couch. So what we're gonna do for the for the next potentially two weeks, what we're gonna do be doing um for the NBA finals, we'll be having a live show prior to the game. So uh, so we'll be back 
on June the 1st uh, for pregame for game one of the NBA Finals. Um, the Denver Nuggets versus whoever. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be the Miami Heat. I don't know. But we will definitely um, want the want Miami take care of business or Boston take care of business on Memorial Day, I guess. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if that happens, we'll um, keep you updated on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on um, our pregame. And we'll have some guests. So it's going to definitely be a fun um, fun way of doing it, so we're just doing that until you know. And then you know, for game one, game two, game three, and then however the series lasts, we'll do pregame shows every every game of that, and then we go back to our Wednesday night format. And yeah, man. So uh, we we'll catch you guys next next Thursday, June the first. And thank goodness that these NBA finals they got early start times. Like the game starts at eight thirty. I was like, yeah, we're hurt. We got through like, it though. A, we got through huh? it though. We got through it though. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but we, yeah, we got games. The NBA Finals started eight thirty, and then Saturday, you know. So I'm like, man, thank goodness I will literally be in the bed by midnight. Thank you, thank, thank you, Adam Silver. Appreciate you. Thank you, Adam Silver. You saved his my contract night. up. Yes, I think so. I think either year, I don't know, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's on, he's on the verge. Did they gonna resign him? I mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but it's. I mean, I don't have a problem with Adam Silver. I don't think a lot of people yeah. have really an issue. I know a lot of people probably be like, oh, you know, he let them get away with stuff, but I'm like, they're the product. Different age, man. Yeah, they're the product. Yeah, and it's a different age, <laughs> man. Like you got to understand, like it's different. Yeah. Don't it's get worse. Product. Oh, for sure. Like, not everybody's supposed oh, yeah. to get money, and a lot of these people going to get have money early. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, because like you, like you talked about it earlier with John Morant. Like, yeah, this dude, you know, about to be a half, half a billion. I mean, a quarter of a billionaire. Potentially off of one deal in his 20s. I mean, he could have had an opportunity, but that's here nor there. Right. But yeah, hope hope everything good. I know he's taking a, a social media sabbatical, and I hope that what that what that was today. But um, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Great Away, and you know. But yeah, man. So we will catch you guys at a pregame that's gonna be at June first at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time because the game's at eight thirty. So we want to just get it going and get you out, and you know. Have a little fun with us before you, before the game start, and yeah, man. So we will catch you guys on June the first for Game One of the NBA Finals between the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics, either or. But it's looking like we might have, you know, it might be the Miami Heat, but we shall see. But yeah, man. So yeah, when we're out, we'll catch you guys next week, and. We are out. Welcome.